Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach the Coach Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us John Jennings with Inspired Business Concepts. Welcome, John. Hey, Lee. How are you? I am doing great. I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Inspired Business Concepts. How are you serving folks? Well, you know, I've been, uh, I I formed this company three and a half years ago after uh, uh, doing coaching inside corporations for for many years and uh you know i'm i work with uh just a whole whole variety of folks um uh, from executives to executive coaching to uh uh, small medium-sized business owners mostly in the tech sector and healthcare sectors but uh also do a little bit of everything else as well uh, like most folks and so i'm just you know right now i'd say what i'm doing is helping people navigate this uh this new normal that we're in uh, and uh, figure out how to scale their business, restart their business, get over uh, some of the hurdles they were facing and, um, you know, working on mindset. I've got a lot of, a lot of burnout people who, um, who are kind of frustrated. And so I always say, I try to help uh, business owners uh, experience the, the joy and satisfaction that they should be experiencing as business owners. Now let's talk a little bit about your corporate background was coaching something that was uh, part of the culture at the organizations uh, that you were part of? Was that something that only like the high level executives got to experience or was it something that kind of uh, trickled throughout the organization? You know, at, at two of the organizations I was at, which both fortune uh, 500 companies um, coaching wasn't the, you know, we didn't necessarily use the term coaching, but you know, called it mentoring or, or whatever, uh, were very much part of it. In fact, I, 20, 20 years ago, dating myself here, but 20 years ago or so, I was uh, at, at a company that that um, really felt like, you know, we weren't doing a great job of, of bringing those high-performing, high high-potential individual contributors into leadership and management roles very effectively. And so I actually created a, a coaching and mentoring program uh, targeted at that group. Um, so that was kind of one of my first, you know, adventures into this kind of concept. So now, um, are you seeing more and more organizations kind of, um, take advantage of this modality and able, uh, helping more people using this kind of, whether it's like kind of that mentoring, as you mentioned, or a more formal coaching program, are you seeing that as more accepted and more prevalent? You know, I think it is, uh, you know, I've just recently signed on a client that's with a, you know, a major medical national medical company. And, uh, you know, she was, she just found me locally and is, uh, you know, you know, funding this through her, you know, her company is going to pay reimburse her for it. Uh, now she's at an exec at an executive level. So that, you know, is maybe easier to do, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm certainly seeing that in some cases. Now, when you left the corporate world and decided to go kind of uh, into your own practice like this, was that a difficult transition? Well, it wasn't a one step. So I, I left big corporate in 2010 
uh, you know, during the kind of, uh, I survived the first couple of years of the economic downturn there, but uh, finally got caught in that. Um, went in, went in, in January, 2010, went in for my performance review for what I thought was an outstanding year. And it really was. And uh, saw, found an HR sitting in the room instead of my boss and went, Hmm, I know what this is about. <laughs> I uh, found myself unemployed for the first time uh, since, uh, since college. And, uh, and actually went home and tell people I went home and slept like a baby because uh, that, uh, that those handcuffs that, you know, the corporate, uh, opportunities tend to kind of uh, put on you uh, were, were gone. And so I, uh, I went into small business and worked and served in small businesses for the next uh, seven or eight years. I uh, helped, um, you know, build, a, build some new business units in one case, uh, helped a startup get off the ground in another, uh, created some uh, new product, did some uh, product development, just different things, uh, all kind of along my line of, uh, of being a, a turnaround, you know, business builder kind of guy. And, and so did that for uh, several entrepreneurial kind of uh, endeavors over seven or eight years. And then finally decided it was time to, to launch out on my own and, uh, and did that in, in, I guess it was uh, 2018. Now, any advice for the folks coming from corporate that are kind of exploring a coaching, uh, transitioning into being a coach, is there kind of some do's and don'ts that you would recommend? Well, you know, so it's a personal decision, and I think everybody has to make their own their own mind up. I, I would do a lot of due diligence and, and talk to people who are doing the type of work you want to do. Um, that's that's kind of critical, uh, and and also you know don't believe the hype. This isn't an easy, this isn't necessarily the easy way of making a buck. Uh, I'd say the first 18 months was extraordinarily uh, stressful, uh, getting getting things off the ground. And then just as everything was clicking and humming along, uh, you know, we had a, a global pandemic that you know that set things back for for several months. Uh, so you know, it 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 was a uh, it was a pretty challenging start. But uh, you know, I, I look back now, and man, I'm so so grateful that I did it. Glad I did it when I did before the pandemic. Um, one thing I would say is, is you know, when I was thinking of doing this, I went out and, and part of my due diligence was to talk to a number of people from my past, uh, people that I felt respected me and knew me. And some of those people were from corporate world and some of them were more entrepreneurial. And I got frustrated, uh, by several of the people in the corporate world I talked to who would say, you know, you're nuts. Why are you going to do that? How would, you know, they, they were just, you know, they were just really shooting, shooting the whole idea down, just telling me I was crazy to even think about doing something like this. And it really, you know, it kind of caused me to take a little pause. And I was talking to a friend of mine who was in a similar kind of business and, and just mentioned this to him. And he said, John, let me tell you something, you know, somebody told me years ago when, when I was, you know, facing this decision, he said, um, don't ever ask for directions from somewhere who from someone who hasn't been where you're going. And I thought that was brilliant. You know, don't ever ask for directions from someone who hasn't been where you're going. You know, we, you, you wouldn't do that uh, around anything else in life. So why do you do that about striking off on an entrepreneurial endeavor? Uh, if, if a person has spent their life in, in corporate IT or, or whatever, you know, they're, they're not going to understand why, um, 
even the, the mindset behind why you would even think about doing something like this. And so once I kind of had that in mind, you know, I realized that, that the, the people from my past that were in the more of the corporate sector, um, you know, they're, they're good people and I don't, I'm not taking anything away from them, but they, they don't understand this idea of being an entrepreneur and, um, and literally building a business from the ground up is something that's completely foreign to them. Right. Well, it's a different skill set to kind of manage an existing entity and being a cog in a machine and then starting something from a blank sheet of paper. Those aren't the same skills. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was just fortunate that I did enough in the corporate world. I was always kind of the create a new team or turn around a failing team or, or take a project that was failing and figure it out. So I kind of had that entrepreneurial kind of mindset, you know, in a, in a corporate setting, but it was the entrepreneurial mindset also that kept getting me in trouble. In the, in the <laughs> exactly. That, that, uh, I, I, that's not I, always I as that, valued uh, as you would think it is. Yeah. I use that. It's easier to get forgiveness than permission. <laughs> uh, one too many times. I, I, I live that too. I am right there with you. Now, um, in your work, what is typically the pain that your client is having or your prospective client is having where uh, John is the right guy to call? Well, you know, so on the on the business side, a lot of my, for business coaching, the business owners, you know, they're frustrated. They're, you know, they're stressed over what COVID has done to them. Um, you know, they're try- still trying to figure things out. You know, they may have survived last year because of PPP and other things but they're worn out uh, and they're just exhausted and uh, their, you know, sales are still going slow in a lot of areas. Um, and, and a lot of my clients are in the B2B space and healthcare space and those spaces just don't move fast and they're moving even slower right now because of, because of COVID and things like that. And so uh, they're just frustrated and tired uh, on the executive side, my executive coaching clients are typically people who have just recently uh, elevated into an executive role over the last year, <clears throat> over the last year or two, and they're working on things like, you know, what's my leadership style? Uh, do I have an executive presence? Uh, do do people respect me the way I, I need them to respect me, and things like that? And I'm just helping them build their personal brand. Uh, build their style, uh, develop their relationship with their teams and peers and, and that sort of thing. So um, kind of different, two different sets two of needs and um, kind of two different approaches as well. So now when you're working with the business owner, how do you kind of, or do you stay in the lane of, okay, coaching is me asking questions, helping you kind of be the best you you can be versus consultant who is kind of rolling up my sleeves and kind of getting in there and helping? Yeah, so I, I do some consulting as well. Um, in fact, I'm sitting right now here in an office I have at a client where I'm doing um, some product development uh, consulting. But I, I'm doing less and less of that the more coaching I do. Um, I, I just define it up front, you know, that that's you know that that's not my role. And if there's a if there's a consulting role that needs to be filled. I, a lot of times I'll try to bring, bring in somebody I know uh, that might fill those roles, but, um, but I don't try to fill them myself unless it's truly a short-term thing. There's, there's occasionally I might take a short-term thing, but yeah, I just, you know, I think we just define it up front what it's about. Now, how do you kind of help 
that person who maybe is new to coaching kind of be vulnerable enough to share the important stuff and um and be accepting of maybe the hard truths that um that's your job to share can you ask that again i want to make sure I so and um for some people coaching sounds good until mm-hmm. you tell them something they don't want to hear <laughs> And then, you know, they might take it personally. They might get defensive. They're not as kind of vulnerable in the right kind of vulnerable mindset they have to be in order to really get the most out of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, uh, those blind spots happen all the time. In fact, uh, that's, that's kind of a personal interest of mine. Actually, I'm writing a book on that, on that kind of idea uh, that uh, business owners, don't know what they don't know. And a lot of times they don't know it because people won't tell them or in other cases, it's because they don't hear it when people do tell because they don't want to hear it. And, um, and, and so, uh, you know, I have been in that situation where, you know, the, through the coaching, through the conversation, it, it's come clear that there's a problem. I find that if, if I'm the one that has to tell them it's a problem, uh, then it doesn't go over so well. So as coaches, I think we really have to be careful to avoid prescribing, you know, the solution. Uh, one of the, you know, painstaking tasks we have to do sometimes as coaches is to continue to ask the questions until the client gets to the point where they realize on their own that they've got, you know, a problem, something that they need to deal with. Uh, and whether that's, you know, I'd say that one of the most common ones I run into is uh, these, you know, entrepreneurial business owners who constantly have a new idea, constantly trying something different, constantly want to, you know, try something new and different, which is, you know, that's part of the beauty of an entrepreneur, right? You love, love having entrepreneurs that are creative and innovative and everything else. But, you know, the flip side is they, they don't sometimes uh, stay in their lane where they're good and, and, uh, you know, grow uh, in a smart way. And so I'll, I'll give an example. I had a had a manufacturing client that was really, really solid in one area, and they were they were toying with going into some completely different product lines. And and we said, you know, why why do you want to do that? You're going to have to bring in completely different salespeople, different management people. You know, it's, it's a completely different way of thinking. Uh, Let's let's look at what your business is today, and why why it's so good. They dominate their market. They're not the cheapest price in town or in the in the country. Uh, they're they're not the cheapest in town, but yet people continue to come to them. And so uh, we we sat back and stepped back and looked at that and realized that there was a certain value add component uh, that they were doing in their services for their clients that those those. Clients were those clients were willing to pay a premium for, and so when they took that step back, they realized that that was really their market was clients who would pay extra for this higher level of, of service, and so we we evaluated the market and found a couple of you know parallel markets, if you will, that uh, had the same kind of uh, mindset, same kind of uh, clientele, same kind of um, uh, approach to how they did business. And what they found was they could expand 
into parallel markets much more easily and, and stay really still within their wheelhouse. All they're doing is widening their lanes instead of going into a completely different direction. And, and, you know, once they came to that conclusion, you know, we, in the first year, they added 10, 10, 15% to their bottom line, um, or I'm sorry, to their top line uh, with very little effort. And, uh, you know, that's, that's smart growth versus just, you know, just trying anything that will come along. Now, do you find that folks that go through those exercises and you're really kind of poking at their idea and you're, you know, playing devil's advocate, you're really kind of um, making them defend the choices. Um, is it something that when someone self-selects to be a coaching client that they're already of the mindset of, okay, this is part of what I get and then I'm I'm good with that? Or do, you, do they still kind of put up a defensive front when you're, you know, asking some hard questions. Oh yeah. They, they still put up a defensive front because it's their, it's their baby. You're, you're criticizing. And so uh, when they, when they feel you're doubting their, uh, their vision, then, you know, some will take it personally. Uh, hopefully they'll get over that. And, you know, I'll remind them if, if they start to, that this is why you hired a coach, you know, you didn't hire me to be your, yes man to nod at you. you got you have those right most business owners have plenty of people who will sit there and nod and 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 agree with them you know because they don't want to rock the boat uh what they don't have is someone who will be still kind and friendly and everything else but will ask them honest sincere questions i had a have a client who um she's in the it space has a great you know, great company uh, specific niche, doing quite well, and uh, was just convinced that there was something she could do with a, a drone license. And I kept asking her, "What? What are you going to do with it? You know, <laughs> specifically, what are you going to do with this?" And, and she kept coming back, going, "I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just think it sounds interesting." And we kept pursuing that, kept talking about it, and eventually, after about six months or so, she she realizes that. And that was just kind of a temporary dream she had. She was just trying to justify some other interest. And, uh, and I think she's moved off that finally, but, um, but yeah, sometimes an owner, you know, will, will keep those ideas going because they're committed to it. They've convinced themselves that, that, um, you know, they've got a, a brilliant idea. No one else has thought of. And if, and if they can convince me, I'll, I'll be right on there with them. But uh, if, uh, if they can't, I'll continue to question them about it. Now, you mentioned you're writing a book. Um, how did that uh, kind of book idea come about? Is it for your own kind of thought leadership and marketing for your own firm? Was it something that you've always wanted to kind of dig deeper in? What was the kind of genesis of the idea of writing a book? Well, you know, I've always kind of had an interest in writing. I, I write, I do blog. Um, I don't blog so much as I used to, but I wrote a lot of blogs, uh, I've always kind of had a, a creative writing kind of mindset, um, not fiction, but, you know, business related. Uh, I've always been a good writer in business as far as writing proposals and contracts and all that kind of stuff. Not not legalistic contracts, but, you know, just, um, you know, uh, user manuals and you name it, you know, I, just through the years. And so um, my, my wife and others have told me several times, you ought to write, you ought to write. And, and I never just, it was just one of those things where, uh, one, you know, I think uh, imposter syndrome, start coaching myself here, probably imposter syndrome comes in 
oh, I'm not worthy. Who's, who's going to buy a book from me? That sort of thing. Um, and then the other is, is uh, just over the past you know, several years, as I've been in this coaching role and the roles leading up to it, I realized that I've had just tons of good experiences that when I share them with people, um, they're always feel like it, they're very insightful. And so, um, you know, I've always just been told I'm a good storyteller and that sort of thing. And so, you know, talking about blind spots, talking about things that business owners need to need to know about, need to hear about, um, has kind of led down this path of of uh, writing something that hopefully a business owner that would read it would would recognize maybe some some gaps, some blind spots in in their own uh, mind. And if you're a, a coach or a, a you know, a team member in a company, you might read it and, and get some ideas on how to approach uh, your leadership on gaps and, bl- and blind spots that you're seeing. And so that's, um, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's taking shape. It's uh, I'm probably 25, 30% through uh, drafting the first manuscript, working with an editor and that sort of thing. So um, still early, probably a few months down the road before I have a whole lot to say about it. But uh, it's going to be exciting. Well, um, before we wrap, can you share a story maybe of a, you mentioned a few kind of anecdotes before, but maybe a story where somebody did have a blind spot, you were able to kind of insert yourself and help them maybe kind of <clears throat> revisit it or kind of spin it a different way so that they can uh, reach a new level? Yeah. Well, the, kind of the, the one that, that kind of um, it's really kind of stimulated the, the, the book writing thing was uh, a, a client that I, I work with quite a bit. Uh, I've been doing some coaching, strategic advising, some other things with them. And, and about just pre-COVID, I was uh, hired to by them first to develop a strategic plan, which we did. Uh, and then, then I was retained for ongoing strategic um, uh, strategic plan uh, accountability you know, kind of a ongoing traction kind of not traction. I don't want to get in trouble with the EOS people, not a traction coach, but along that line of the ongoing accountability and that sort of thing. Uh, and so they hired me to do that. Uh, and then uh, one of the things they asked me to do, because I have a background in process reengineering and, and improve, you know, improving uh, processes and such. Uh, they asked me to, you know, take a look at, at some key areas of their business. And so um, we, we went through that. And then there was one area of the business that the, was kind of the CEO's pet area. It's kind of a, an area that he felt very uh, passionate about. He felt it was a differentiator for them. But I, I got the feeling when I was talking to other folks in the company that nobody wanted anything to do with it. And so the, the CEO actually went on vacation, went on a cruise, and I was supposed to, when he came back, have have a an update for him. And so while he was gone, I met with a consultant that was running that area and uh, really found out that it was a, a, it was a complete mess. Uh, There was, there was no way uh, this process as it was designed was going to make money. In fact, it was losing money. It was just going to keep losing money. And, and it was one of those things where the more you, you know, the more customers that came on, the more that money they were going to lose. And it was just, um, it just wasn't a good, good situation for anybody. And so when the, when the business owner comes back and we sit down and 
I won't go into all the details around how it unfolded, but when when we told him that basically this wasn't going to work, um, he was he was uh, kind of shocked. It was like we had told him his baby was ugly, and and I actually thought for a moment he was going to fire me. Um, but as it turned out, you know, COVID hit right after that. It kind of took a back seat. About six months later, I'm uh, still there, still doing some coaching and other things uh, in the company. And he said, um, you know, John, I want to, I want to relaunch that, that service. I, I still believe in it. I said, okay. And he goes, you know, would you, you know, would you consider, you know, designing it, building it? And I said, yeah, I, I think I would. And so uh, I've worked with them over the past nine months to essentially build a, a from a ground up a new, a new product based on better. <laughs> Uh, better assumptions, better logic, and uh, and now we've got a a, a a product that will not only sell but also uh, is profitable for the company. And so, you know, I've I've kind of um, earned that reputation here with them, and and can do a lot of different things with them now. Uh, moving probably be moving away from the consulting piece of that, but still still doing a lot of the coaching and everything that I've been doing. So. Um, I know that was still kind of vague a little bit because confidentiality stuff, but, you know, the idea of, of finding a, a, a business. And, and if you just took this as a business within, it, within itself, a business that is broken and is not as profitable, or in this case was actually losing money and coming up with a, a new fresh way of doing it, uh, working with the team here, um, helping them figure that out and relaunching it's it's very rewarding you know, to get to do those types of things yeah absolutely well if somebody wanted to learn more uh have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team what's the website uh so inspiredbusinessconcepts.com is my uh my my personal business uh website uh my my handle on almost every platform is john k jennings uh there's a couple exceptions but linkedin facebook and those you know john k jennings and, uh, you know, I'd love to love to talk to folks, always open for a conversation, always open for contacts. Uh, if anybody wants to uh, to learn more or talk about how we could work together. Good stuff. And that's inspired with a D business concepts with an S dot com. That's it. Well, John, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Well, Lee, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to your folks and uh, Hopefully we'll uh, we'll have future conversations as I get my uh, my book ready to launch. Absolutely. Well, thank you again. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see y'all next time on Coach the Coach Radio.